Hey, fabulous listeners. We're your international besties, Allie and Jordan. Join us each week to hear our musings and see why we're pretty sure never clueless. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back. It is not super long since, but you have kind of had a special day recently. Yes, it was my birthday, everyone. A new year, another trip around the sun. Exciting. I feel actually like pumped. Like I I genuinely feel like good energy going into this year. That's so good. Yeah, I was journaling the other day and I was like, okay. I feel like I've made progress in the last year. Like, I feel like I had like a kind of like a a lot of ups and downs. I was reflecting on my last year. So I've had like a lot of ups and downs emotionally. Once I like really reflected, I feel like I have made a lot of progress just mindset wise. Like I feel a lot more focused on what I want in life. This past year was sort of setting me up for what to come. You know, like I feel like I, I took a lot of I did a lot of foundational work. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pumped. I'm super excited. Love it. I'm excited for you. I think obviously we've started the podcast this year, but there's so much more to come with a lot of different projects that we both have going on. So mm-hmm. it's November. I like that November is your new year. <laughs> yeah, it is. It honestly truly is. Love it. So hey, uh, nice. So yeah, tell us what you what did you do for your birthday? I went to dinner with some friends to this restaurant called Tatel. There's one in Beverly Hills. So I went to that restaurant. We had a little girls night. I had so much fun on my birthday. So yeah, so we had dinner and the restaurant has live music. You know me, I'm like not a public attention person. So he was singing to me because my friends all told him that it was my birthday. So of course, like every single song, he had to stare at me dead in the eyes and come to the table and sing in my face. And I was just like, I'm dying. It's called serenading. Yes. Okay. So he was serenading me. He was actually very cute. I think he was gay, but very cute. We all are. (laughs) Yes. Especially my type. And then after we went to the bar in the restaurant, some Italians invited us to go to their table. And so we had some drinks with them at their table. And then they were like, well, the night can't stop here. Let's go clubbing. And so we all just said, okay. And so we, we went clubbing with this group of five guys. I stayed until six in the morning, which was shocking. I'm not even kidding. I was not on my phone at all that night. It was one of those nights where I was just wow, so in the moment where my phone was away and we were just yeah. like dancing and just talking to people in the like reserved area or whatever, VIP area, whatever it's called in English, mm. called Reservado in Spanish. So can they know some of the naughty things that naughty? Let's get into the gossip of the night. The night was, yeah, it was a juicy night. So honestly, the, the group of Italians that invited us, so respectful, honestly, genuinely nice guys, which... It's shocking if you know the Italian reputation throughout Europe. What's the stereotype of Italian guys? Just like very like aggressive and like, oh, you're mine. Like kind of like possessive, like Mm. just very forward, you know? So yeah, so we were in the VIP section and there was this other group of guys there. So I kind of made eyes at one of them because he was super cute. And then he like pointed to another area. And so I met him in this other area of the VIP and we were talking and I was asking him where he's from and he's telling me he's from Seville. And then I was like, oh, so what are you doing with Dread then? And he's like, oh, I'm on my bachelor party. <laughs> and I was like, no, why is the one guy that I think is so cute in this area the one who's literally on his own bachelor party? So bad, honestly. I obviously like just nipped that in the bud, went and found some other guys to talk to at that point, was flirting with this other guy for a bit. Like someone in his party, right? Yeah, in his same group, in his his bachelor party. Yeah. He asked if he could kiss me. I got like all nervous and I was like, um, let's go get water. Okay. So I kind of lost him on the way back from uh, the bar to where all of our friends were. I started dancing with my friends. Then he came up to me again later and he was like, hey, let's pick up where we left off basically. And he like pointed to like a sofa. So I went and sat next to him on the sofa. I don't know. Something came over me where I was just like, I need to ask this guy if he has a girlfriend. So I just like kind of got that feeling of like this man has or is taken. Okay, weird. Okay. Yeah. It was just intuition, like pure intuition. So I was like, can I ask you something? He's like, what? And I'm like, do you have a girlfriend? And he was like, yes. And I was like, you lied to me. He's like, no. Dirty. I didn't lie to you. You just asked me right now and I told you the truth immediately. And I was like, well, you let me on. He's not lying, but he's disgusting. Yeah, exactly. That's deceitful. And so I was like, no, you didn't lie, but you're being deceitful or asking me to kiss you, which is inappropriate if you have a girlfriend, in my opinion. Very true. And so he's like, well, you're still sitting here. So, and I was like, oh, hell no. So I got up immediately and was like, okay, bye. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and then there was this other guy who was like coming up to me in that same bachelor party, kind of flirting as well. 
I went up to the, the groom again at one point and I was like, hi, can I ask you something? He's like, what? How many of the guys in your bachelor party are single? And this bachelor party had nine guys in it. And he said one of the nine was single. The one guy who was single is the only one in this group that I haven't spoken to. But it was such a fun night, honestly. A lot going on at all times, you know? Amazing. Sounds so much fun. Yeah. And then for the rest of my birthday weekend, I had another dinner with friends, went to breakfast with another friend, and was fairly chill for the rest of the weekend. All in all, great start to my to the next chapter of my life. I love it. What are you this year? 30. 33. That's a good number, three. Yeah. How's your week been since I've last spoken to you? I've been pretty busy with work. However, this weekend, I kind of set aside time to just kind of get my life together, like life admin, as we like to call it. So, you know, all the house things. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, really, I actually tried to have like on Saturday, no screens. How'd it go? It went really well. Yeah. I mean, well, no screens means like no computer. (laughs) Like I still watched shows and stuff and like, but I tried to not be scrolling on my, on my phone much. My whole job is on the computer. Everything I do, even for my own artistic desires, like everything's just like all day long, all night long, even editing the podcast, like it's all on the computer. And honestly, yeah, I kind of feel removed. So I took a break and then Sunday I went downstairs below my house and went to the cafe and had like breakfast with myself and journaled. I went for like a really cute walk in this little forest that's like right near my house. And it was just like so magical. It was sort of like you described. It was actually kind of Mm -hmm. warm, cold. I was like touching trees, <laughs> trying to like love that ground in the trees and whatnot. Yeah. And actually, I had so much inspiration whilst I was in nature, honestly. Yes. I came back, sat down on my computer because I'm trying to start a lot of new business, like side businesses and just trying to make extra money. And I just had all these downloads of different ideas like Etsy stores and a book I want to write inspired by the trees. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. So just like really setting myself up for success. And I honestly probably had the most productive day I've had in a really long time, just personally for my own stuff. So nice. Well, um, should we tell our listeners about what we have planned for today's episode? Take it away. Okay. So Jordan and I have been thinking about this topic for a bit. So today we're going to get into the culture shocks that we both experienced being Americans living abroad. Yes, I love it. I'm excited. I feel like we should start with, for people who maybe this is their first episode that they're listening to, a little about where we're living, basically, just quickly. Why don't you start? I'm Ali. I am from California, just like Jordan. I'm now living in Madrid. I have been living here for 12 years now. Came here as an au pair, went to university for four years after, and now I've been working, just working for the rest of the time that I've been here. (laughs) I've just been working. (laughs) I've just been working, I guess, out here vibing. Yeah, nice. Yes, I am originally from LA, as Ali is from. I don't even know if she said that, but basically I've lived in the UK since 2015. So what is that, eight years? A little over eight years. Okay. Yeah, so I've lived in the UK, in London specifically, for eight years. I moved here to sort of follow my love at the time and also to study at university and then Ever since I've been working, I I worked first in fashion and then now I'm working in the media event space. So it has been a ride. I would like to also just give a quick disclaimer just in case these culture shocks are not the end of the world. They're just little things that we've come across. Some of them are quote unquote, just kidding, I won't say quote unquote. They are first world problems, et cetera, et cetera. So Some of them are not the most obvious. There's probably other ones that we're missing that are really obvious and have been said a thousand times. But I just want to start with some of the more niche ones that I've come across. I think I think this is more for us. Culture shock to us, not maybe every single person, but maybe I think for us, like uniquely coming from America, coming from California, I think like there's a lot of nuances to what we're shocked by. Yeah. And I feel like also every time. I've seen anyone speak about culture shocks. People like, oh my God, you're so ungrateful. Not everything is the United States. That's why I'm giving this disclaimer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. People get eaten alive when they're talking. So without further ado, I'm going to get into one of my more superficial ones. And it's just really random to me. Okay, tell me. Okay, salad dressing. When I first got here, I was shocked at the lack of salad dressing options in this country. Every restaurant you went to, it was here's olive oil and here's vinegar. That's all we've got. 
I actually hated vinegar when I first got here. <laughs> you had to get and used so, to it. Yeah, I had to get used to it real quick because there was no options in restaurants. What would you used to get? I don't know, ranch, Caesar. Yeah, there's so many more better dressings. I feel like in the U.S. there's a thousand dressings. Yeah. Thai salads, you know, whatever, peanut sauce. I think it was when I was living with the family. They were like, here, here's vinegar and olive oil. And I was like, um, do you have anything else? They're like, nope. And now I absolutely love vinegar. Okay. Like, nice. I feel, it's so good. Yeah, I like red wine. I actually, my mom always used red wine for our salad. So I'm always like accustomed and I prefer much more to balsamic. Yeah, I mean, now I love it. That was my first culture shock. Oh, that's good. I actually have a couple around food. Mm hmm. Go for it. That like it was making me think of it that like I have really gone to lengths to go find because I'm, um, it makes me like irks me. Dill pickles. Yes. They basically have bread and butter in the UK. For me, like a, like a real dill pickle. Uh, and I have found some places that say, oh, it's a dill pickle. It's not a fucking dill pickle. It's another bread and butter <laughs> masking as a fucking dill pickle bottle. And it pisses me off. So I have like literally gone to the American store before, like far from where I live to buy them. I've bought p dill pickle, like classic dill pickles. Yeah. Amazon and shipped it to my house, like very expensive pickles. And then I actually found it's a really exciting find. One of these um, really good butcher shops in Hampstead mm -hmm. sells classic pickles for like a decent price. It makes me so annoyed that their pickles are just not fucking pickles. Yeah. Okay. Here they also don't have dill pickles. I'm used to whatever they have now. Yeah, you. I think it's the Cornishin, which you like, those little ones. Still good. I'm like, it still tastes like... I mean, it's not a dill pickle. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a dill pickle. I'm not like a pickle enthusiast like you. I love a pickle, but not to that level. Imported pickles. Yeah, our family like always pickles in the dishes. I mean, in the dishes. <laughs> we always have pickles in the fridge. Yeah. Um, Another one of mine... Okay, there's a couple. So lack of good Mexican, which it's changing slowly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I first, I know for you, like, it's very hard to find. And here, everything was sort of like Tex-Mex or like what they think Mexican is. Obviously, they have like Chipotle and that's whatever. That's like Tex-Mex. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but like real good, authentic Mexican, they really didn't have it. And only kind of in the last three-ish, four-ish years, I found a really good one in the last two years. And now more have been popping up really cool Mexican chefs have been coming in opening nice. restaurants. So I'm like, yes. But before I was like, oh, there's just no Mexican. And sometimes you just want to go to a freaking taco Tuesday yeah. and get like a carne asada or oh, just something good. Here, I think the problem, not so much Mexican, it's Thai restaurants. Like there are okay. almost no Thai restaurants here. I think there's like two, like they're fine. Like they'll feel like the yeah. craving. Like a pad thai, a classic. Yeah, and like a basic pad thai. Not even like an amazing one. You're like, okay, it's fine. It feels like the, the craving. I actually just thought of one that I... it's it, You can get this in restaurants nicely, but it's not quite our Chinese because it's probably American Chinese, but Chinese food to me, like especially if you go outside of London, like Chinese, the Chinese kind of Soho area, there's some good restaurants and I've had really good food, but it's not typically always like the stuff I would eat or like the style I would eat it in, but it's yeah. really good. But like when I used to go to my exes up north in Nottingham, honestly, he loved ordering Chinese and I was like, this is such shit Chinese. Like she should actually, I don't even want to bother eating it. Yeah. Panda's not amazing, but it's amazing. But it's not even that's fast food Chinese though. I know, and it, even that's better. It's so yeah. good. Oh, but just I hate like I kind of like don't like the chicken being weird chicken. I want the like <laughs> I want the I want the um orange chicken. I want like your oh just your delicious like crunchy saucy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not as good here. So that's like my culture shock. But at least London has good uh, Indian food. Yes. And actually, I never tried Indian food till I moved here. I love Indian food. I love. Have you been to Dishu with me, right? Yeah. Bomb. On the topic of restaurants, though, I don't know if it's the same in London, but here they do not give you ice. It is a struggle. They're like, here's two cubes of ice in this drink. You like order a Coca-Cola here. We'll, we'll give you a glass of literal like two ice cubes. And I'm like, what the heck? Spanish. I think it's actually Europeans in general. They do not like ice. They're always yeah. like, very irked by ice. And like I've talked to my friends about it and they're like, yeah, we don't like it. That is so weird. So here it's kind of like way more common. People like ice. Mm -hmm. But 
I still have gotten in the habit of asking for ice always just in case. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because now even when I go home, I'm always like, oh, can I get a Diet Coke with ice? And I'm just like, they don't need to know that. Duh. You actually have to specify if you don't want ice in the States. Oh, I know. I want my drinks like ice frozen cold. Oh, same. I remember when I was studying in university. So I studied tourism for our listeners. We had a, a class on hotel management and the professor was saying, oh, if you guys go to the U.S., you're going to see that in the hotels, they have these machines that are just specifically for ice because Americans love ice. And like everyone looks at me and I'm like, yes, it's true. We love our ice. Like, yes, you will have an ice machine on every floor in a hotel and you'll bring the ice back to your room. That's so funny because when I was in Dubai and one of my colleagues, we were like, I, I had said something like, oh, where can I get ice? Like, where's the ice machine? And so and they walked up and they're like, oh, you're American. Like, yeah, we they don't have ice machines, but you can call you can call like concierge and they'll bring up ice. They're like, but yeah, it's so funny. Sometimes I've seen people like wandering around in the hotels, like looking for the ice machine. Yeah. <laughs> There's no ice machines. So I was like, okay, fair enough that it's only in the US, which like. Yeah. So funny. It is kind of weird that we have an ice machine, but it's handy. Yeah. But we, I, that's why I'm like, where did this ice obsession come from in the US? Like I'm right? going to research that. Like where, where are we getting this from? Yeah. We need, to, we need the facts also just on the topic of ice how they don't have ice coffees in spain like it's just becoming a thing what do you mean really not at starbucks at starbucks i think you can get yeah 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 but i mean like in like that's american yeah but in like regular spanish coffee shops i think now like finally they're catching on for the longest time it was almost impossible to get an iced coffee anywhere they would give you hot coffee and then a glass of ice so it's like you they're like oh do you pour it in but it's hot so immediately melt the ice Oh, yeah. So you need like another cup of ice then to like. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just melting. It's already diluting it. So I'm just like, oh, this is not how you prepare an iced coffee. Yeah. It's a struggle. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we have a lot of iced coffees here. We have so many good iced coffees. I mean, yeah. I feel like the culture is a little bit more similar. But to be fair, probably a couple of years ago, like Pret used to not sell like a lot of cold drinks. And mm -hmm. I went in one time, like just around when they first started to bring iced coffees. And I went in and it said on the menu and I was like, oh, do you have iced coffee? And they're like, oh, we don't have ice. I was just like, what the? No. What do you mean? And they're like, yeah, we don't sell this. I'm just like. That's so weird. I just went to a pret like you do, but you clearly don't know. That is so weird. So, so maybe it is like more so in, in the last period of years. Maybe it's like caught on more than it did. People love iced coffee. Yeah. Nice. So I have one. Light switches that you have to like click the button to mm -hmm. turn on the power like at the power switch basically oh yes you know like you know we just plug in we, yeah. we plug directly into the wall mm -hmm. well they plug into the wall but you have to like turn on the switches yes i found this very weird first off apparently it's like safer you know which is yeah smart however it's really annoying my ex again always used to like switch off stuff whether it was i was at his house and he like by nature or sort of like automatically he just like shut stuff off when people were wasn't using it yeah and so many times my phones didn't charge or like i <laughs> thought i was like doing something or cooking something and it was just not on yeah i'm back thinking like oh yeah and then you're really pissed off yeah it just bugs me and i'm always like why do you have to turn it off and he's like yeah don't like leave it on i'm like he was like turn off your tv when you go to bed no i want to be able to just like lay there pop it on like i am not turning it off and like resetting it that's so weird isn't that weird and a lot of people yeah that's it. weird i know he'd always like power off his tv power off his playstation like before bed power off everything by the switch and then he's like oh can you turn it on and i'm like no i gotta get up <laughs> like, what? you're like we have a remote for a reason like yeah so that's my my one of my shockers i have one that still bothers me which is a little bit more intense which is spanish people like really have a different culture surrounding personal space which is that they don't mind being in other people's personal space mm. which as an american it's just kind of like strange for me yeah where i'm like why is this person so close to me like you'll be on a, a sidewalk and it'll be six feet wide or something so there's obviously probably room for like four people to walk comfortably there and the person will come and brush you it'll be you and one other person they'll brush your shoulder it drives me insane that's like one thing that continues to drive me insane and i'll get frustrated like maybe it's very oblivious it's honestly just a, a genuine like different culture in that sense where i'm like okay they don't mean anything by it it literally just they just don't care yeah like it doesn't bother them at all yeah at all and and 
the same thing will happen like in supermarkets they won't get out of the way i remember when i went home for christmas last year i was at the supermarket the aisles are so large in the u.s you know this guy had his cart in sort of in the middle not all the way mm. i was coming by with my cart and he was like oh my gosh i'm so sorry he moved his cart and i literally had tons of space to get by but since it was like slightly on my side of the aisle, he moved it. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, yeah, sir, you're fine. Like, I just shot since I've been here for so long. I was like, wow, so nice that he felt like he needed to move something out of the way when it actually wasn't even in the way. Americans are so aware of their space. Yeah. And another thing that's on this topic in Spain is that people will not say, excuse me. They'll just literally stand, stare at you. <laughs> Why? They, they, instead of saying, excuse me, they'll just like stare. Say you're sitting on the bus. Okay. And like they want to sit on the seat that's like on the inside or something. They'll just like look and like maybe point, but they won't say like, excuse me. It's so funny because while you were speaking, I was thinking I get really annoyed when people kind of push past or just like they don't say anything and they're just like kind of standing there or they're like looking at you and you're like, you your words. Use your words to tell me you'd like me to move. Like what is going on? Yeah, communicate, please. Yeah, so that's like one of the most things that still will irk me. You know what it is, though, is because you guys like kiss on the cheeks. You're getting right up close. Every Tom and Jerry. Oh, I know. Which I actually love. Yeah, it's cute. I like that Spanish people are very affectionate, which like I'm not super affectionate. But then can I ask you a question on like etiquette? Let's say like someone comes in and there's like a group of 20 people. You got to go to everyone and do two kisses. A lot of people will. Oh my god! Genuinely, which is like crazy to me, which is I'll just Irish goodbye because I'm like I cannot go around and say what's an Irish bye. I don't know what an Irish goodbye is when you leave somewhere without saying bye. Oh, like you just dip out. Yeah, I hear that it's you could save you like some years off your life if you just don't say bye. I love to do that. The other day I was at a work function and like I know everyone. There's no problem, and I just literally was trying to leave, and someone's like, "Ah, oh, Alex, are you leaving?" And I was like oh no <laughs> and so i had to go and i was like oh bye gave them two kisses and i was leave and i was like telling them to be quiet i was like Shh, i'm gonna leave i try and leave again another person sees me <laughs> and i was like okay i'm just gonna say bye to literally every single yeah. person because it's gonna save me more time than getting caught trying to leave do people feel like you're being rude or do they feel like do, they, do you ever get like oh where'd you go why do you say bye yeah i'll get that sometimes but it's so funny like even when you meet people for the first time you have to go hello hi i'm ali kiss kiss hi i'm ali kiss kiss i know it's really intimate. I don't even hug everyone. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't really want to hug everyone today. So I, sometimes I'll just do yeah, like, exactly. wave, like, hi, how you doing? Yeah. I'm in my bubble. <laughs> and I'm not going to do this today. But I, I think it's super cute how affectionate they are. Like I actually genuinely like that's a cute cultural thing. Yeah, that's funny. I love it. Well, it's still a cultural shock, good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I like, but like that's the double side of the coin. Like they are very in everyone's face, but then I kind of like it in some sense of like, oh, they're very affectionate when it's like in a loving way, you know? I think it's very cute seeing guys be that way with their friends. Mm -hmm. Like they're just so much more I've observing having visited Spain a lot of times and seen like your friends and stuff. Yeah. I feel like the Spanish guys are so much more open because of that. Yeah. Like they're very friendly with each other in a non like this is gay of us. Like that's kind of the no one really gets super close unless it's like a brother. And even then it's not the way that I feel like Spanish men are mm -hmm. and i think it's very cute like yeah. i feel like it breeds a very sweet guy i don't know if they're all they're not but so i have another one so i don't think i ever went to a pub till i moved here again like probably i don't know do we have pubs in the u.s yeah kind of like they have like irish pubs you know like little do we fake ones fake ones yeah but i don't even think i've seen one it's more so people in the states go to bars yeah. Here, it's like you go to a pub. Yeah. And it's not just going to the pub. For me, the shocking thing, and I just love to see it. One is like when you see, especially in summer, like summer, I remember when I first saw this and I just thought, whoa, like this is crazy. And and even still to this day, it hasn't lost its novelty on me. People, often men in suits, out in the middle of the day in the summer having a beer mm -hmm. out on the sidewalk at a pub. Yeah. So that's one. And then another is just like after work in the summer, hordes of people after work, everyone's outside having drinks, like sidewalks get taken over, whole parks get taken over. Like, I love that. It's so cool. Yes. And it's like everyone's hanging with their friends. This is like a, a shock that I really like. That's kind of like here, how they have all the terraces that are just full of people on yeah. terraces. And I just love it too. It's like, it gives you a different kind of energy to see everyone chatting on a terrace. Maybe like New York would be different. I guess obviously cities are different. Like we grew up in the suburbs and yeah. even like LA 
isn't the same congestion wise of no. all these restaurants and bars as these places. So you don't see the sheer amount. It's just a different lifestyle. That's really. That's honestly one of the main reasons why I live in Europe because I just love that lifestyle. See me too. Where I just am like, oh, everyone's outside, like having a beer and like yeah. everyone's so social and you just see it all the time. You'll even see like, at least in Spain, you'll see like parents with their kids out until like 10 on a weekday or like, you know, like nine. And that is wild. And I love it. And then you'll even see like, like 70 year old women out with their friends that like, you're like, that woman is clearly like 75. And they're still on the terraces at like 10 p.m. having a social life in their late 70s. But that's honestly why like different countries in Europe, they live longer and they have just better quality of life. Yeah, better quality of life. Like in the States, I feel like unless you're in a retirement home, like the common thing is you join some sort of club. If you're old mm-hmm. or you go into a retirement home, you do activities with those people or you go to some resort one, you go to Florida. But on a mass scale, like we kind of shy away from old people. Yeah, it's so, but they say loneliness is the number one killer of, of older people. Well, yeah, and we don't really give a shit in America. About- I know. And even the, the retirement homes half the time are sad. Oh, it's depressing. Yeah. Like that even if they have their activities, like they're just kind of abandoned by their family and they're meeting like yeah. strangers, which they may or may not get along with. And then yeah. of course like deteriorate deteriorate deteriorating. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded so American. Deteriorating. <laughs> the R's. The deteriorating health. Yeah. And they're just surrounded by people with deteriorating health. That was beautiful. <laughs> yes. And that's depressing. Imagine being around people who are dying every couple months you know what I mean and they're not seeing young people and yeah I definitely love the lifestyle that people have in late stages of life in Europe yeah to be honest you still have a life you still have friends and the society is more I just feel like older people friendly yeah it is oh 100% I mean obviously you still have like oh this is like your trendy spot you're not gonna find older people everywhere like in the club probably not no and even I think this is even more so like it's here in the UK because you have your very cool older British people, but I think even more so in Europe, like on your on mainland Europe, like Italy, Spain, Portugal. I think there's a lot yeah. of cultures in France where the older person really still has a life and like they they kind of are like really living, you know, kind of fabulous. I love it. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the things my mom loves to see the most when she comes to visit me and she's like wow like just looking at all these older people who are out with their friends like walking around and they're just still walking everywhere and on public transportation they're not like wheelchair bound or like sitting and just being wheeled people at places and sitting all day you know and I think that also attributes to like the way that stay in yeah. just they're walking everywhere still until they like even if they're walking so slowly they're still walking places Did, didn't you say your mom said like one day she'd love to retire there yeah I mean she'd probably have a whole new life yeah like she probably like lives so differently like really open up you know in a way i know that's what i think right you gotta make that happen i mean yeah what about you what other things on your list oh I, th- I just thought of a really good one closets they don't have like walk-in closets no i've never seen a walk-in closet here i feel like in the uk it's like you are lucky if you have a bathroom attached to your apartment room or whatever but like honestly it makes me so annoyed i i want to freaking closet like i want to just you know put my stuff in something not in dressers honestly that's the main reason i got this apartment because it had a closet i was like yep that's the biggest closet i've had in this country so a built-in it's amazing not walk-in but built-in there's still built-ins here it's the walk-ins but yeah also a culture shock yeah i have like i'm gonna i'm gonna do a speed round here okay and then if you find anything interesting because i think there's they're kind of similarly related so okay for me Walking on the left, big shock, and just everything mm-hmm. on the left, like driving on the left. Yeah. I know this is one that we both wanted to talk about, public transportation. Yes. Which I think is like so different, especially growing up in California, more than the U.S. Yeah. This does not have good public transportation, obviously. That's a common theme in the U.S. Uh, not to the level of Europe. You cannot compare the public transportation systems in U.S. as a whole to public transportation in Europe as a whole. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, there are cities like Boston's really good. New York is good. It's okay, but you cannot. It's gross. It is disgusting. Most European cities are not to the level of disgusting as. No, sorry. Paris is disgusting. No, it's not. Paris metros are disgusting. No, I would not compare it to to New York. Sorry. No, bullshit. No, it is. It smells. Maybe you haven't been in a while. It smells 
I was there two years ago, three years ago. It is absolutely disgusting in there. I went there first before I went to London. And when I came to London, I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually relatively clean. But I would say that in in general, Europe, they don't depend on cars to the level that we depend on cars in the US. There's no, It's not even comparable. Well, they also have smaller regions. That's the difference. It's way better here. It's so nice. Like you can get everywhere on public transportation pretty much in a city. Yeah, I love it. I love public transportation here. That was a that was a shock, but a good one too. Yeah, so nice. Another one that I thought was really interesting is in the UK, this just really shocked me. Everywhere, in especially in the cities, but like on the roadways, they have speed cameras. And the moment you go over, so for instance, I think it's like three miles or four miles over. So it could be like 30 miles per hour. If you go three miles over, you get a ticket in the mail. That's insane. I don't know. I don't like that level of watching. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes me uncomfortable, which is like the UK. They're the most CCTV'd country and like city, especially London. Yeah. In, in Madrid, they also have like the radars on the freeways as well. Yeah. For like tickets. I remember my dad got one. Oh, really? And it got all the way back to California as well. Oh, oh my. Because it was a rental car and the rental car just sent it to him. Like, this was when the dates that you were driving. Uh, but could he just be like, sorry, not paying it? You could, but then who knows if like when you come back to Spain, it's like. Fair enough. You get like a fine or. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So he's like, just pay so it. Paid it. Yeah. What a good citizen. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I'm going to do my quick fire then real quick. Obviously, everyone knows this. Smoking in Europe in general. Is way more than smoking in the U.S. Yes. Especially L.A. Because I feel like L.A. is like banned in a lot of places. California specifically, like it's very hard to smoke. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strict on where you can smoke. So that's obviously a shocker. Always yep. annoys me. I'll never get over it. It's a good one. Everything being closed on a Sunday in this country. Okay. I'm in Madrid, so I'm blessed in the sense that a lot of things are still open. But it still was a shocker that like grocery stores are closed. Wow. Um, really? Now it's gotten better for me better but how there's more things open but when i first got here it was just such a shock like i'm like what are people doing on sunday like this is the one day you have one day of the week that you can go shopping at a normal time yeah because you're not working which is saturday so i'm like okay you have to be productive so like retail stores too yes even in barcelona where i'm like this is a huge city why is why are so many stores that are like major retailers closed on I mean, it's it's a nice thought. Like, it's kind of nice. I know, but I'm like, okay, that means I can only go shopping on Saturdays. That, that's like a hard weekend. You know what? Oh, what a tough life. You're right. This does kind of sound whing- whingy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's a culture shock. No, I know. No, it's fun. We grew up in capitalism. So I am like, what is happening? Why are we not consuming on a Sunday? Just to like connect with our friends. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I must suck. <laughs> another one is athleisure spanish people are not out doing athleisure they are not in pajamas they are dressed nicely to go everywhere and that was a shock also where i was like okay i can't wear flip-flops in public like you can only wear f- you can wear flip-flops what do you mean no spanish people do not wear flip-flops anywhere they will look at you in the summer? Nope. needs to be a sandal not a flip-flop a sandal what? yeah they will look at you like they will glare at you like what is this person wearing Ooh. Yeah. Oh my god. Do not wear flip flops. Yeah, they just dress nicely. I feel like one thing you're not saying, and I feel like this is a culture shock, is like there is a lot of judgment. Very judgy. In what sense? Like a culture, like even just they share. I don't know if it's judgy. I think it's just they look a lot. But not even that. Like you know the way that you feel like you can't wear certain things at your office or. Um, like because they're very Spanish, you know, like there's like yeah. a very like you have to behave this way, and yeah, if not, we're gonna kind of look at you funny and make you feel weird about it. Yeah, like to me, I think that is like a bit of a completely different way of being. Yeah, to the U.S. because people wear some crazy shit, but <laughs> it's probably some things that we should be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But we're kind of like, oh, yeah, guy in a banana costume. Yep, just another Tuesday, <laughs> you know, definitely. And that's actually funny that you say that because when COVID happened, Spain was like one of the countries that I don't want to say, okay, I'm just going to say, yeah, they abided by the rules that the government put in like immediately. We're going to be vaccinated. We're going to not go out in public. We're going to stay, you know, they followed the rules to a T. And I feel like that's why they got like the everything under control quicker than other countries in the rest of Europe. People were saying it's because Spain, I don't want to say they're not free thinkers. That's like very extreme, but that they'll, I don't want to, it sounds bad, but like they were conforming quote unquote i'm gonna use phone quote there because i don't want to get canceled <laughs> but i just saw that discourse a lot during covid of like oh it's because like span i've heard it from actual spanish people as well like oh we like don't 
question anything, we'll follow the rules kind of thing. And it's true, like, even Spanish people don't protest as much as other countries in general. Mm. So maybe that goes along with the, the judging. Like, they won't step out of the lives as much. They're very, like, united in, in... Yeah, like, this is the way we do things, you know, and, and we are happy and content with that. Yeah. Yeah. My last one is how late Spanish people eat, which was still a shock to me. Sometimes it's so hard. I remember my first boyfriend here, his family ate dinner every single night, 10.30 p.m. His mom had dinner on the table 10 30 p.m there was no questions that was just how they lived and i was sometimes i'm like i literally cannot wait till 10 30 for dinner i'm starving how do i move my meals around so that i could be hungry at 10 30 and not earlier yeah i know it's hard i want to be in bed at 10 30 but they're not okay i'm gonna say two more quickly because i just okay. i think if i never get to say them then i feel like i needed to say them so one of them is just like the fact that in the u.s the culture is especially main cities but there's always like 24 hour places. They have their priorities, right? Yeah, but you know, it's like I miss the 7-Elevens and, you know, just you like places, you know, like we're up at this crazy hour. We know we can drive here and like we'll always, you know, get this thing. So it's there's far less. And then the other one is men in Navy suits. So like, honestly, men here, especially like on the two traveling they love to wear suits, first off, so that's so different. But they all specifically have the same... Do you think they love to wear suits? I feel like they're just forced to wear suits because, like, London is, like, the financial capital of Europe and maybe the world, arguably. I think people like it. And, and especially, you can see the guy, like, they... Because they look damn good in a blue suit. Like, a blue suit looks good on everyone. It's, like, not... Yeah, they look incredible. Oh, I freaking love a blue suit. It's the perfect navy as well. Like it's not like um like a big suit like we do in the states. Maybe they've tapered it a little bit because in the U.S. we wear ill-fitted clothing. That's why. Yeah, I mean to be honest, we don't know how to dress no. in the states. I feel like my style changed so much moving here. Oh, same, same, same. Like so much. Not just because the weather means I have to layer, but just the style is so much better. There's so many more Same. like trendy clothes yeah people just know how to dress for their body types in unique countries also. Yeah. Like, they just wear flattered things like in the u.s everything's like not fitting yeah okay i wanted to do something mm -hmm. and maybe you can think of some too some of the biggest shocks i'm always discovering new british slang mm -hmm. there are just times when i'm like what does that mean like what so i'm i'm gonna test you on a couple different ones to see if you can Guess what you think they mean. I better get this. I'm going to start with one. Peng. Oh, I feel like I know it, but I don't know it. I don't know it. Oh, <laughs> come on. You can ask me to use it in a sentence. <laughs> Say it again. Say it in a sentence then. She looks ridiculously peng. Is that like hot? Like attractive. Yeah. Okay. 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 But speaking of that, I remember one, the first time I ever talked to a British guy, we were Snapchatting because it was back in the day. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you're really fit. And I was like, oh, I mean, I guess I work out. Yeah. But I love that. And I got up shape. You know what? Yes. I literally was so confused. I was like, I don't feel like that good of a body. Like, this is like when I was not working out. And I was like, that's so funny. I'm so glad you said that. I actually forgot about that one because I, when I was fit back in the day when I first moved here, guys said it to me and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I like, I go to the gym sometimes. They were like, no, that's not what that means. I think fit's more like common. Like, oh, he's hot. I love it though. I love that word. I love how it sounds like, oh, he's so fit. I know. I, I'm now living here. I've like absorbed a lot of these into my everyday, which is really funny. Oh, it's so funny. Okay. I'm going to give you two ones that it's like, what's what? What's a crisp and what's a chip? Okay. I know this. Chip is a French fry. Crisp is a chip for us in the US. Yes. Correct. Correct. Good. Wait, I have one that you're going to know, but this one confused me so much. When British people would just be like, you all right. And I'm like, yeah, why would I not be all right? I don't understand what you're saying it does mean. They say it like, how are you? Yeah. But they're like, you all right? Oh, you're saying like, oh. When the first time I ever heard someone tell me that, I was like, yeah, why would I not be okay? Like, because I think of all right as like, are you okay? Yes. Okay. So you you feel like you're they're saying it like, um, like, hey, like is something wrong? Yes, but it took me so long to understand that that's what that it didn't mean. Like, are you okay? Yes, okay. Like, I would just respond like, yeah, dot dot dot. Like, kiss and pie. It's kind of like when you were telling me the other day about sure. Yeah. In Spanish, there's a word that you say sure, and then it means like, like of course, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Spanish, they'll say the word claro, and it means sure or of course. And so sometimes Spanish people, when they're speaking in English, they'll mix the two of those up, 
I have to think, oh, what are they trying to say in Spanish so that I understand what they mean? Because sometimes my boss, I would feel like he's being passive aggressive. I would ask him a question and he would respond with, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, he's not like very happy that I'm doing this. But he actually was trying to say, of course, like, yeah, go for it. You have to like understand the context. And so I always feel like kind of like anxious, like, oh, no, he's not like thrilled. He just went, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But wait, can I just say one? What is the back off? Do you know what a back off is? Wow, she's got a nice back off. But it's a term used as a big bottom or behind. And I've been called, I've been literally said that. That's so funny. I've been literally said that. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, quiz me. Quiz. Called that? Yeah, called that. Okay, do you know what skin means? Oh, does it mean like um, like not a lot of money or like... like? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like broke. Yeah, broke. These are what I hear all my colleagues say. Do they really British. say skint? Wow. Yeah, like, oh man, I'm skint this month. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What else? Oh, like a fiver. I've got a fiver. Well, that's like a $5 bill. Yeah, no, but we don't say that in the U.S. We don't? No. I remember this being like a shock to me. I was like, what is a fiver? And I was like, oh, he means literally a fiver. Like, it's like intuitive, but we don't say it. I've lived here so long that I've bled on the border of not knowing what isn't normal anymore or normal to like America. Yeah. Culture. One or another one I love is knackered. Yes, knackered. I think it's so cute. Like, you just feel like a good word for what it means. I know. Feels like you are really tired. The structure of that word is just great. What about um, bird? Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like their girlfriend, right? Like my bird. Yeah. So cute. Oh, this one, quid. Oh, yes. Uh, Wait, wait, I know it. Um, Money, right? Yeah, it's like slang for pounds, money. Yeah. Like five quid. Here's five quid. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I have a good one. Yeah. This one, I feel like Americans are going to know it now because Americans are watching Love Island. But grafting. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it's kind of like our word for groveling. Yeah. Right? Like, it's kind of like... Do we say that? Pining. Groveling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do people really say that in, like, our everyday language? Not so much, but it's the word. Yeah. No, not as much as they use grafting. Yeah. What about... um? Oh, that's really naff. I've never heard that. No? No. What does it mean? Like, uncool or tacky. Oh. And they say that a lot. Yeah. I am the one that we cannot forget because it was in Friends and it's just one of the best episodes with a hilarious actress. Mm -hmm. My mobile. Do they say that still? Mobile? Yeah. What's your mobile they... number? Oh my gosh. That sounds so like outdated to me. My mobile phone. I say it. I barely say cell phone. Oh my God. That's crazy. I know. I don't even say cell phone. Now I just, I say phone because like there's no other alternative. Like almost no one has a landline anymore. So I'm like. What's your phone number? But still, some people do. That's so funny. I know. Wait, okay. I have another one, though, that confused me so much. Is how they use the word pants. Like, the word pants itself. <gasps> yes! They mean underpants here. What is yours? I know. Yes. Do you too? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about UK people. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What in the world? Yes. I got so confused. Honest to God. It's so funny. My ex has a son and whenever I'd like be at his house, I would always be like, oh, like I'm going to go put some pants on. And he was like, what? You can't wear that out. I was like, what do you mean? And then I was like, oh. Trousers. Underwear. Yeah. Like trousers or jeans is, is yeah. pants. But uh, yeah, I think that's very weird. I still think it's weird. And I, I think it's so weird. Under pants is different than pants. Yeah. And like pantalones, uh, that's what Spanish is, you know? Yeah. They, they understood the assignment and they stuck with it. Yeah, they did. I'm going to take it South London, like a lot of like more cultural. So kind of what we were talking about earlier, I'm going to do it. Okay. So like what's um, mandem? Oh, I feel like I know this, but I don't know it. No. What is it? It's like a group of friends. Okay. I'll allow it. What does that mean? It means stop it or leave it, <laughs> which sounds the opposite of what it says. Yeah. Like, oh, allow it, allow it. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I would have no idea what they're talking about. I really don't have the accent, but it's fine. What about wagwan? <laughs> isn't that like dude? You just said it. I know, but I don't know what it means. Is it like, isn't it like dude? What? Really? No. What is it? <gasps> oh my gosh, you said it earlier and you didn't even know? No. Wow. It means- I just have people say it to me and I don't even know what it means. <laughs> so you just like it, but you're like, I don't know what this is. There's a very like big Caribbean culture here. Mm -hmm. They like emigrated over. And so like a lot of these are in the, imagine the Jamaican accent, you know, it's more like natural. Mm -hmm. It's what's going on. Like, what's up? Like, what's happening? Okay. Wagwan. 
I love it. Um, what about skeng? No idea. Ooh, good, because it's a weapon or a gun. Okay. How about what up blood? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. It's like a friend or a mate. Okay, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Ting. Oh, this is like this is a nice ting. I'm gonna go to this little thing. Is that thing? It's thing or person, so it could be both. Like, I'm gonna go to this yeah. little thing. Yeah. Ooh, it's real peak times. I don't know. Unfortunate or challenging circumstance. Oh, okay. No, that's like the opposite of what I thought. Also, there's something here called like a um. It's kind of like our word for what we kind of used to call kind of a little bit of a derogatory term, but it's what we used to call like brohos and bro bros. Which are like, how would you describe like a bro ho or bro to somebody who's not from America? Okay, so I'd say it's someone, Southern California. It's a subculture that rides dirt bike, smokes, drink. It's a Southern California kind of person. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a subgroup of, of Southern California. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, dirt bike riding, a little bit more like... Raised truck. Yeah, like um, screamo music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder if this still exists. I had friends who were brohos and bros. Yeah, me too. You know I mean, so yeah, it's not like yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it was like, and they knew it. They were brohos and bros, and they dressed a certain yeah. way. They wore like fox t-shirts and yeah, like yeah, they went dirt bike riding all the time, and it was like a kind of particular group. So here, there's a word called chavi or chav. Oh, chav. Do you know what it is? I think I've seen them. Like I've seen like yeah. the, with the image of they look like, but I don't know how to describe it. Probably heard it too, because you can sometimes like detect. Yeah. So it's it's technically offensive. Um um maybe some self-proclaim themselves, but it's basically like when you either behave or you dress in a way that you sort of show like a more lower social class or like a lack of education. Okay. And you tend to like it's think like they're really thick mascaras, like very kind of gaudy, maybe if they're going out like extremely short dresses, like mm-hmm. just kind of like over the top. Like what we would sometimes call white trash. Okay. Which isn't a positive term either. Yeah. Cool. So I think that concludes my guessing game of British slang, since you don't have many. How about to conclude this? We both say one of our favorite things about the cities we live in or the countries we live in. I love it. Why don't you go first? Okay. I would say the sense of community. I'm not saying that the U.S. doesn't have a sense of community, which we do, definitely. But I feel like Spanish people in general are like very family and friend oriented, not as like much of a work obsessed culture. Yeah. So to speak. So they make a lot of time for friends and family. They're very close. They see their family weekly, which I love. Yeah. I just really value that they value their friends and family because I also value friends and family. That's nice. I feel like mine is similar but different. So I feel like people obviously like their families here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think for me, the element that I really like is, and this might be specific to London specifically, mm-hmm. for a lot of the reasons we've mentioned in just the culture shock and the culture differences, it's just so much easier to meet people here, like mm-hmm. so much easier to make friends because it's like a walking culture. It's an out being outside culture city, I guess, Yeah, because of that pub, pub culture. People say that British people aren't super friendly and they think, oh, Americans are so friendly. And we are (laughs) like we are very talkative more than the British. But I definitely feel like across the board, they definitely spend a lot more time together outside. Like it's so much easier to see people and to spend time, whether that's like in the evening after work, for dinner, for a drink, like whatever it is. It's so much more accessible and Honestly, it's shaped how my life has gone here because I mm-hmm. could have moved here n- genuinely like not remembering having been here. I was here for one day at, in fourth grade mm-hmm. and I could have hated it. And I honestly sometimes hated L.A. Like I felt very lonely, even though I had childhood friends. Mm-hmm. It was so hard to meet people. And what I love is that people are not in their bubbles here besides on the tube <laughs> um, is like when they're out, people are willing and open to speak to each other. And whether that's over a pint, whether that's, mm-hmm. you know, coming together for like football, which that's like a difference, actually, like football. You should have said that for both of us. Yeah. Uh, football, soccer, because I think it's big. Just those kind of camaraderie. Um, I just love it. And it's like made my life here, honestly. Yeah, I think that's basically what I'm trying to say as well. You went a step further to say like that the city itself sets you up to be able to meet people, you know? Yeah. And that's the same as, as in Madrid 
we're just so much easier to get together and like there's so many places where you can meet people and I feel like even just the work lifestyle in a sense sets you up to be able to meet people more like you'll go for a drink right after work I'm not saying that that course, doesn't happen yeah. in the U.S. I'm sure it does but more so cities I guess like tight tiny cities more so. it definitely does like I feel like in the U.S. people yes. don't make plans during the week as much as they do here in, in Madrid, at least. My friends are constantly going out for drinks, dinner, whatever, during the week. I have to say, your friends are at a different stage of life. Most of your friends don't have kids. Everyone's kind of living still, like, youthful lives. So to say that might be different. I honestly don't think it's that different because I have friends that have children here as well. And even though they're not my close friends, I still see them and they're still going out more. It's like what I said earlier, that you'll see parents out with their kids on terraces until late okay so just like it's it's more socially acceptable to have kids out and i saw this lady today just for example this is a wrap it up though this lady when i was on the bus i was sitting on a seat and my, the seat next to me was empty she was somewhere else and her child was kind of like acting out of control and the child was in the stroller and the mother took the baby out the baby was screaming took her out and she sat right next to me and I just feel like that would not happen in the U.S. because people feel so like paranoid that someone's going to be bothered by their child. But she was like, I need to sit down. I don't care if my child is screaming. I'm taking this kid out of here and I'm going to sit next to a stranger, even though my child is literally screaming their head off. Like she didn't care that what I felt about her baby screaming. Yeah. I just feel like babies are more integrated into society. Everyone's more integrated. Old people, babies. Yeah. Are living in Spain. Definitely. It's fun to talk about this because obviously one of the big aspects of our friendship is that we bond on the fact that we live in different places. Yeah. We also love a lot of the same things that living here in what technically is technically Europe, even though we separated from you guys, is um Yeah. There's a lot of really beneficial ways of living oh my gosh side this is like my ps i can't believe i forgot this this is one of those that it's like how could we not have mentioned because it applies to both of us oh yeah cheap fucking like oh hell yeah that needs to be in this podcast cheap lights like shocker cheap like hi do you have a tenor do you have a fiver cool the fiver will buy you a seat to fucking mainland europe yeah you want to go to italy do you have 12.99 okay right there Honestly, good luck, America. If fat chance of ever seeing us again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, guys, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. We really want to hear what culture shocks you may be experiencing. If you're an expat, if you've ever come to any different country and you're just like, whoa, so different. Share with us what you guys think is different. Leave it in the episode comments on Spotify if you want. Send us a DM. Yes. Also, if you like what you've been hearing, please share our podcast with a friend. Subscribe. And we'd love it if you left a comment or a review. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.